Um, I'm actually so annoyed by all the AI chat. Like, it's intense and it's insane. I don't know if you heard, but this podcast is now sponsored. So before we get into the episode, let me tell you about our sponsor. I Love That Ad is proudly sponsored by IRS Plus, the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions. If you have a media brief, you need to speak to IRS Plus. Go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of I Love That Ad. Not only am I joined by my one, my only, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, we are also joined by Vicky Ross, brand, tone of voice and copy consultant. Welcome to the podcast, Vicky. Hello, thank you for having me. It's an absolute uh, honour to, to have you uh, on, the, on the podcast. Um, and uh, you're, you're big on social when it comes to, to copy. And you're, you're, anyone who follows you and whoever isn't should definitely be following uh, Vicky on, on, on Twitter and, and on LinkedIn. But your passion for great ads great copy in those ads uh and it leans a little bit towards out of home uh print um if if uh, if, if if i'm not speaking out of turn there the copy in particular i think that's 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 the real kind of the nugget in terms of of, of what makes the ads that you you seem to share a lot uh kind of the attractiveness to them is is the words within them uh, as opposed to the visuals is it, is it just is it copy is your bag full stop when it comes to ads Copy is my bag, but I do appreciate an ad with no copy in um, because it's not always necessary to say something or everything. Um, and the the ad has to work uh, with uh, visually and verbally. So sometimes you can take an element out and it'll still work. The worst is when you've got an ad that where, you know, both elements are explaining the other. Um, I guess I veer towards out of home because it's, it's, it's just there <laughs> it's there all the time you can't ignore it um it's not something people can click or or fast forward or skip um i've i, I feel it's a responsibility of, on behalf of the brands to decorate a high street um you know we're not always welcome uh so why not put something up that's really attention grabbing eye-catching beautiful interesting engaging and exciting and entertaining why wouldn't we want to do that like how exciting to get that kind of a brief um i think it's an honor uh tv ads i also find really sexy um but yeah people don't pay as much attention to them well i think they pay more attention to them than we give them credit for but i'm drawn to words just because do you know what I can't explain it I just love words and I can't not read things and it, it kind of drives my husband mad because I have so many um things on the wall that have words in them and he's like it's like I'm being talked to all around the house <laughs> and I don't really notice anything else like he's really into his plants and I'm not at all I said to him last week oh you're plant's got a flower I hadn't realized and he said that's been there for about a month if I'd have put a word on the plant you would have noticed it <laughs> um, I just want to read everything <laughs> uh, that's 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 lovely like it's and it's 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 nice that you kind of you know that as well that sometimes half the battle is in like finding what what actually is the the bit that attracts you about a part of an industry or, or a part of a job you said a phrase there 
decorate the high street. I've yeah. never heard that before. That's that's a beautiful phrase. But that's what we're doing. Um, I mean, obviously we're we're selling. We've got to sell, but in a decorative way. Um, that is a big canvas that we're able to fill with something amazing. So when we don't, it's such a wasted opportunity and such a shame. And it's kind of disrespectful to the people below, you know, on the pavement or on the road to not give them something great. Yeah. Um, you said about uh, me knowing that I, you know, that I like words. I think I, I've always liked words from a really young age. I'm obviously like, I think every copywriter, I didn't know what copywriting was, uh, but I knew I wanted to do something with words. So yeah, it has always been a thing for me. And obviously we we're, we talk a lot about ads and it's, it's literally in the name of the podcast. I love that mm -hmm. ad a, a lot here, but copy as well is, is, is so integral to the brand beyond just the logo and the color palette it goes to every touch point with, with, with the consumers. Is that something that you think is, is lost sometimes in, 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 in kind of a brand journey that, okay, the colors are right, the logo seems okay, uh, just fill fill the space then with whatever. Yeah, so I always say that um, your tone of voice is as important as your logo. It is a brand asset. Um, it should be in everything, just as the logo is on everything. Um, we all know lots of people don't value copywriting and tone of voice um, as much as they should to build a brand. And also everyone thinks they can write and everyone everyone can write uh, we all write every day but not everyone can write copy um there is a difference so uh yeah I mean I agree with you that it's got lost the respect for it's got lost but uh I think since the pandemic there has or the start of the pandemic we're obviously still in it um there has been an increase in in people valuing copy because we needed to find more ways to communicate with our customers when things like shops and restaurants were closed so you know websites were being rebuilt social media accounts were being set up or given more attention and we were writing more than we had done for a really long time and then more recently coming out of the pandemic and being where we are now there seems to be a real shift back to humor um, so copywriting is getting into more ads. I think we're seeing less uh, image-led ads and, and lots more copy being put in. And the copy is fun or funny. And that's great. Because why why not have fun? This is advertising. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's something that we uh, we, we lean, to, <laughs> lean into quite a lot is 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 where's where's the bit of crack? You know, you know, we're, we're you know, if your brand allows it or is, has the, the bandwidth to kind of have have a bit of fun, then it's a no brainer. It's an over, especially when when less and less are doing it. It's an open goal. Absolutely. And you said something really important there that if the brand allows it. So, yes, of course, it has to be right for the brand. We can't have um, a, a serious a, a brand that's known for being serious suddenly telling jokes because that will put their audience off. It will feel weird. It's like years ago before banks started to have a personality and a sense of humor as they do nowadays years ago it was Barclays I think during the sort of rise of innocent smoothies and how they um changed how brands talk forever really Barclays I think must have thought or oh, we'll give this a go and in the window of one of their branches they had a poster that said um through these doors walk the loveliest people in the world, which on its own is kind of cringy, but then in brackets at the bottom, they put as voted for by their mums. So what are you talking about? <laughs> um, 
Firstly, you've never spoken to us like that before. Secondly, you're a bank. And thirdly, what? <laughs> That's kind of like a thing you'd read and you'd look over your shoulder to see if someone well, someone recording well, this or get trying to get my reaction. Well, sure, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like when you'd be talking to your parents and then your parents would meet an old friend that has not been in your life as a child, but they knew when they were a teenager and they start acting different. And you're like, what? Well, who is this person? What is this? That was a dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's very similar. It's like you said, it's like I'm, we're not used to you communicating with us like this. So don't just just us out of the blue. You're so unsettling. It's like Uncanny Valley. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't even like part of the start of a rebrand or anything. It was just a one off, like unlike um, I can't believe I'm but like launching into talking about banks. This is so not my area, but <laughs> um, I guess brand and tone of voice is, though. But first direct. So, you know, they did a massive overhaul of how they looked and felt and spoke and um, started talking about platypuses and tomatoes and had beatboxing birds in adverts. And and they repositioned themselves as the unexpected bank. So it all added up when they rebranded. Um, I don't know when it was now, 10 years maybe. Um, but So it all made sense. But Barclays just doing that one-off poster in a branch window is just odd. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's, if it, it, it almost like if it's odd, as you said, the start of something bigger, mm. but it's not. It's kind of, kind of, kind of unusual. Um, Vicky, there's, there's, there's a thing you do a lot um, on 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 um, as a thread you have on, on on social, which is ads that I don't think copy AI could could write, and uh, it's it's really interesting because you'll add on a, a post to thread when you when you come across uh, some clever ads, and there's the Airbnb ones for example, are that that series is 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 just actually beautiful. In on this podcast, we're, we're, it feels a little bit like QI sometimes. We don't want to lean into what the <laughs> what the buzz is, or you know, just kind of giving it sake. But it is it is a little bit of a not a little bit. It's it's, it's quite a serious topic when it comes to copy and kind of creative generate generation. Do you think it is a a, a a big issue and a serious issue, or something that will blow over and dust settle in the next twelve months and it'll be back to business as usual? Um. I'm going to have to caveat my answer with, I have no idea. Um, I'm a massive technophobe. I can just about work a Word document. And just last week, I worked out how to share slides over Zoom for the first time (laughs) in three and a half years since the start of the pandemic and presenting online. So with all of that in mind, um, I'm actually so annoyed by all the AI chat. Like, it's intense and it's insane. Like... On social media, I just don't get, and in the industry press, this excitement of AI taking our jobs. How are we talking to each other like this? It is so irresponsible. There's enough going on in the world. There are people, sorry, I'm getting a bit ranty. Oh, <laughs> um, go for it, go for it. This, this is what it is. It. Yeah, okay, let's a... go. Let's, let's yeah. get, go for it. Um, people are already losing their jobs. The cost of living crisis is obviously impacting loads of people. And there is everyone on social media and in the industry press going, oh, AI is going to replace everyone. Like, what the fuck are you all doing? Like, <laughs> be more respectful of each other and responsible. Yeah. It's It really makes me angry, in case you couldn't tell. Um look it will take some people's jobs it won't take everyone's jobs but that still affects some people obviously um there will always be a need for really well written copy Mm -hmm. there will always be clients who 
don't know what really well-written copy is. And they're the ones that are already writing their own copy anyway. They already disrespect the craft. So mm -hmm. they're probably using AI. So I don't want us to have to deal with them anyway. Mm -hmm. um, we just have to hope that the people who do value it can continue to pay for it to be done by the right person. Um, and I know there are lots of people that have much more positive things to say about AI and how it affects the creative process and how um, uh, it can it can help us get to better ideas like Rob Schwartz at TBWA in New York and, and my brother actually at Coke. They both say the same thing, that it kind of helps you get past route one ideas and things that you shouldn't come up with or that you would have come up with um, to get you to the next point, but you throw it away. And, and so they think it makes the process quicker. And I get that. I mean, if I'm being kind, I get that. But I think that we should keep every part of the process because that shit bit that you do, the rubbish that comes out mm. is what gets you to the next bit. So if you're outsourcing that to AI, you've outsourced a part of your thinking, mm. which would have got you to that next bit. Now I sound like I need AI to help me think because I'm not really making, I'm waffling a bit. No, but that's no, how no. I'm like, like it's funny we talk about this quite a lot and i've been playing with it to see what it was like and i I'm, i don't i'm not anytime i play with it i don't feel threatened by it i'm like okay this is it, it it i was really reassured i was watching an interview with hosier the other day um talking about his hit take me to church and he's a really interesting guy talking and he's really quiet and stoic and he feels like he doesn't do many interviews and he doesn't talk unless he needs to right but he talked about that song and he was like, that's, they were, the question was, why, why was that a hit? And he goes, I've no idea. He goes, there's no, like, if you look at that song, if I go back and look at that song, there's no bass guitar in that song. Like, he goes, if I was trying to write a hit, I would not have written that song. He goes, it just happened. He goes, it's ghostly, it's eerily, the music video worked at that time. He goes, I couldn't have tried to do that. And that just gave me a moment of, AI is going to try to do that and it's going to be obvious and it's not going to work because that's not how things creative is executed all the time. You know what I mean? It might, as you said, it might fill in that gap for those clients who are writing their own copy anyway. And they just, they just want someone to go do this and do it as I said it, but that, there's no creativity in there being replaced. It's just, that's, it's automation as opposed to creation, you know? Um, and I just thought I saw that interview. I only saw it last night, and I like saved it on Instagram. I was like, "That's a really nice kind of insight into into that kind of process and how that is accidentally protected by ourselves, our own brain, and what we respond to. It's not necessarily always a simple pattern." Um, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, and it is because to his point, sometimes we get to somewhere and we can't explain how we got mm -hmm. there. We just did. And it's through scribbles and thinking and being stupid or how, whatever anyone's process is, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sometimes it is inexplicable. There's no formula and there's no, there's no, there's, there's years of experience perhaps, but there's no programming. You can only program AI to do a certain amount of things. And I know AI lovers could come back and go, yeah, but it's all in the programming, but oh, who could be bothered to program something? Why not spend that time doing the work yourself? Also, yeah. Thomas Pemini, an incredible copywriter, um, he said, if you're, if you're trying to work out what the right prompt is, then you've already cracked the brief yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because like, it is those cul-de-sacs that you go down and there's sometimes there's one, sometimes you're, 
you, you might get zero but that's that's one in a million chance but like it's those you go down you have to come back and try another route that's that is your that's how you do land on that moment you're like oh i don't know how i got here but it is all that it's all that hard work done in the subconscious that kind of messes around over a couple of sleeps and then suddenly <laughs> it all comes together magically yeah but those cul-de-sacs that you mentioned they can come in handy for your next project so we're always all working on more than one thing at a time so when you're coming up with an idea you're like, oh it doesn't quite work for the thing I'm writing right now but actually I'm going to save that because it could be good for the other client so yeah I just feel like we might miss out on quite a lot um I don't know it's a scary world to think that AI is going to take over I mean I know you know taking it outside of the world of, of advertising really briefly because I know we're meant to be talking about the world of advertising but what are we looking at a world where none of us do anything or go anywhere or make anything or talk to anyone it's it's just crazy yeah the the journey is the joy really isn't it when it comes to it um but we have a series of ads from you vicky that uh weren't ai uh which we're, we're very much looking forward to to jumping into so before we get into our first specific one what kind of ads are we going to expect over the next little while so <laughs> Picking three, like in case anyone doesn't know, you invite guests onto your brilliant podcast and tell them to pick three ads that they love. I mean, the clues in the name, right? Um, and I, that, I can't, I can't do that. I just picked the three that came to mind the moment <laughs> I got your email. Um, it's like I can never think of what's my favorite line, what's my favorite ad. I pretty much like everything. So. As I say, I just picked the three that were front of mind at the time, so much so that I had to ask you to remind me what they were when we <laughs> got on the call before we started recording. Um, I mean, and and I mean, I could have gone obvious. I could have gone with the classics because everyone knows them and they're loved for obvious reasons, and they deserve a shout out actually. So, for example, I was toying with telling you uh, Volkswagen Snowplow ad. Um, and I pretty much hate all car ads, by the way. Um, but the ad uh, where they said, uh, have you ever wondered how, how the man who drives the snowplow drives to the snowplow? Oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Like, it so quietly, confidently tells you how good the car is without saying it. It's a real show, don't tell technique in action. Um, and then uh, the Rolls Royce and it's interesting that I could think of car ads when um, I don't like any now. But the Rolls Royce ad from years ago that said at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in the new Rolls Royce comes from the electric clock. Just also beautiful. I mean, I can't imagine Rolls Royce running an ad with a sense of humour these days. Um, and I mean, they're just all like mood films or people dancing um, now. But <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, they are. They are. And, and, that, and, you know, there's a number of reasons why that could be, it could, you know, budget and uh, global versions and, and stuff like that. But anyway, I'm banging on about ads that I haven't told you that I love. Um, so the ones, the first one that I told you that I love is Legos. It's not so much the ad, it's the campaign line. It's Legos Rebuild the World by BTC Paris and Havas. And I love the line because it's so clever. It's so true to the brand and the product. And it speaks to and about the world all at once, whilst also being an inspirational, aspirational and motivating call to action. 
with an ownable brand word in there, build and rebuild, um, goes with the building of the Lego bricks. It's a word they've been saying mm -hmm. forever. Um, and also it's a line that's made up of three words and three words are scientifically proven to be more effective and believable uh, than four or more, which apparently can reverse an initially positive impression for some reason. Um, and that's probably why so many slogans are three words or thoughts like McDonald's, I'm loving it. Nike's just do it, uh, eBay's buy it, sell it, love it. Um, so yeah, that's why I like it. It's just, I think at first glance, it doesn't look like much, but when you think about it, it's just, it, it less is more and it is so much more, it's brilliant. There's so much possibility when it comes to a product like Lego as well, where they literally have, you literally have the building blocks and you, the whole world is is your oyster. The, your limit is your imagination's limit, really, in terms of what you can create. So, to even rein that in, to 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 a campaign or like the possibilities into into those three words, I think is is a is an amazing job that they've done with that. And, and yeah. the visuals are, are are really cool too. Yeah, and I think um, brands, some brands underestimate how important their their ownable words are um because it's it's a shortcut to getting recognition from the audience so if you've been saying a word for so many for so many years and it becomes known to be yours then everyone will always know that that's you talking it's like disney and magic i can't stand it when any of my clients say that they want to say magic so i'm like no this is disney's word do not touch it i mean coca-cola <laughs> they get magic in a lot and it is it is from a quote I think from their CEO. Well, I can't quite remember the story, but I always used to say they shouldn't be saying magic. It's not their word, but apparently they they it was their word for a long time. But I think if you ask anyone what who, what brand owns magic, they would say Disney. So and Lego is built. And that's 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 not an easy feat. It was also brought to life in um, just even thinking about Lego. This is a crazy story. Um, the new uh, hit. Across the Spider Verse by Sony, there's a scene in that which is Lego, right? And this was amazing. The director was talking about this. They released their trailer for this sequel film, and a kid on YouTube recreated the trailer in Lego. The director saw it, loved it, didn't know it was a kid, thought it was just like a grown up animated thing, reached out. We were like, we want you to do a section in the film. And then this 14 year old boy now has done. A sequence in across the spider-verse with lego because he was encouraged to see oh you see something else turn it into lego build it into rebuild it you know what i mean and turn it into an animation turn it into whatever you want and that has now given him a credit in a hollywood blockbuster animation and it's just it just felt to me like a full that's what lego has allowed to happen you know what i mean and everything they encourage and everything that they push with their regards to their communication and i just thought it was amazing <laughs> I, I absolutely love that for two reasons. One, I'm working with IMAX in LA at the moment on a big project. So we're all like talking about what the fans are into and, and how they're responding to things. But also because it goes back to our responsibility to decorate the high street. I know brand love gets a lot of hate and sounds like we're all like drinking our own Kool-Aid, but people genuinely love products that brands create. And if the brand is strong enough, they will create, uh, sorry, they will connect that product back to the brand and they will 
when I say have a relationship with the brand, I, I don't want to piss Bob Hoffman off because I don't mean they're going to go and have sex or, you know, all the stuff that Bob hates hearing people say uh, that everyone loves a brand. But but there is a love for a brand. It's why people continue to buy from from the same brand over and over again. And um, that kid, if it was if he was he was it a boy, did it was you a, say yeah, a little boy, 14 year old boy? So, yeah, if he was given any other toy in that moment, he, he, it wouldn't have had the same. It just he wouldn't have had the same impulse. It was the Lego product and therefore brand that made him think and feel that way. And it was because of the way Lego has spoken to him. Mm, definitely. And there's a there's a um, there's a famous ad break that that Lego did years ago when the, with the launch of the, the Lego movie. Um, I don't know if we featured on this shame before, but uh, Vicky, you, you seem to know what it is. So it's the where Lego, when they're launching the Lego movie first, they took over a full ITV ad break yeah. and recreated all the we ads. We actually haven't talked about uh, that, but that's unbelievable. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then we were working in media at the time that we came yeah. across this first. And one of the things that blew our mind was the brands paid for their own media spots <laughs> within that ad break, which which obviously makes, it makes sense now because it, it went so famous. But like, it kind of goes back to this 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 campaign that you brought rebuild the world rebuild that and you want when it comes when you yeah. when you have lego i love an ad break takeover i can't believe that there are more of them maybe they're not easy to do but uh there was a breast cancer or, or cancer research no i think it was breast cancer because all the ads were pink um in the same way that lego all the ads were lego and then ron seal not so long ago, they bought a whole ad break and it was just watching paint uh, or seal dry on a fence, something like that. But um, I, I absolutely love an ad takeover. I think it's brilliant. And that's probably because I love ads. Um, <laughs> and like, why not do more with them? And also when there's a, a newspaper, do you have the Metro newspaper over there, the free newspaper? Uh, not anymore. We used to. Okay. So we have it and they haven't done it for ages either, but there's been ad takeovers in the whole issue of Metro too. It's so cool and fun. And I mean, it's a bit like the Barbie movie promo right now. Like mm. it's in everything, everywhere. I just think it's so exciting when you know your brand and you are willing to back it basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to um, Crossover Creativity, Dave Trott's uh, new book. And he, he talks about, you know, the 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 conversations with the when when takeovers and and big impact media started to be a thing uh it was it was one agency in in the uk that that took the lead on it and when all the when he went to his media team going why aren't why aren't we buying a full page ad or a double page spread in, instead of our 25 by 4 all the time it was all about efficiency we get more more for this budget but you know the takeovers give you that give you that impact and the you know we take it for granted now at this stage but you know they, they weren't they weren't a thing uh to, to begin with but it's just you forget the yeah an impact actually does does more while while the price tag on on the media in particular might look a bit hefty the impact you get for that is 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 worth if it's done right <laughs> as opposed well, to and that's plastic. the same that's the same on branding projects. Lots of brands would rather spend the money on the one-off marketing campaigns rather than invest in building a brand over time and it paying off in the long run, like you say. Yeah, um, brilliant. We we uh, we could talk about Lego and these kind of kind of kind of ads uh, all podcast, but we have uh, we've two more brilliant ads that we need to get to, uh, Vicky. So, what's the second ad we're going to see today? Oh, um. Susan Glenn, um, the ACTS advert by BBH in New York. Um, 
directed by Rattling Sticks, Ring and Ledwich, who whose work was just always guaranteed to be great. I remember seeing him speak at an event and just I've just always loved his work. Like how beautiful was the Audi clowns ad? There I am talking about car ads again. Yeah, um, I, think, yeah. I think you love you car, love ads. car ads. <laughs> <laughs> I am a secret car ad lover. Um, but anyway, the the ad. Um, so just like a soundtrack can make or break an ad, or even actually an award <laughs> entry case study, um, a voiceover is just as crucial to making the ad work. And I'm probably swayed by being a massive 24 fan and loving Kiefer Sutherland's character, <laughs> Jack Bauer. Like I actually only ever talk about him as Jack Bauer, like he is nobody else <laughs> to me. Um, or maybe he just has one of those amazing voices and it's not that I'm swayed, but I mean, there is a reason he was chosen to be the voice on the other end of the phone for, I looked it up, it's an hour and 20 minutes for Phone Booth. I don't know if you've seen that yeah, film. Yeah, with Colin Farrell, Farrell. Yeah. Colin Great Farrell. film, such such efficient use of budget. <laughs> that film, yeah. <laughs> that's I, as a filmmaker, yeah. I'm like, Jesus, how did, that must have been so civilised in terms of budget. <laughs> well, Jack Bauer must have been at a discount because yeah. he was just on the other end of the phone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, like, like, like any creative who wishes they could present a script and say we open on a paradise island and then hope that they get sent to the shoot there must also be the same sort of feeling when you go uh yeah so the voiceover would be jack bauer <laughs> keep <Kiefer> us Sutherland. <laughs> um but i have also picked this not just because of him but because of the storytelling and, and i don't like that word actually uh i think it confuses marketers into thinking that we're here to sell stories sorry tell stories um over selling products but it's when we do both that advertising works. But if I have to use the word, the storytelling is um, compelling and it's unusual for the brand, um, especially at the time. We've moved on a bit since then, but you know, for once the guy isn't the typical ax bloke. He's He's fallen in love and never got over it. Susan is the one who got away and he remembers her as someone who quite literally rocked his world and men don't usually talk about women like this especially in ads and Susan is very much the girl next door type so we're spared the unrealistic sexiness that we're used to seeing as well so there's a lot of good stuff going on in this ad um and then there's the the copywriting obviously I can't ignore the copywriting um the, some of the lines it opens with Jack Bauer <laughs> saying um not a girl but the girl i mean it's what everyone wants to hear that when they're the object of someone's affections that they're that important mm. to them and then later on he says in my mind i was a peasant before a queen and it's so evocative and romantic <laughs> and and it's not just the words obviously you know the, the the writing that you don't see or hear is there as well like the the emphasis the pauses uh the way he like the, uh, just the tone you want to play it don't you you want me to stop yeah, talking yeah, yeah. no no this is this is great this is like whetting the appetite for everyone now yeah. so no, let, we're let, dying let. to watch it now so we, we'll, we'll take a quick look and then come back okay i remember her not a girl but the girl the brains behind the all-time top 10 comic book vixens only wish they could conjure a siren the likes of susan glenn Beneath my feet, my own private earthquake registered an eight when Susan Glenn was near. In her presence, all that was beautiful before she arrived turned grotesque, and in her shadow, others became. 
goblin-esque. If she approached, Susan Glenn didn't walk. She floated, accompanied by pyrotechnic spectacles that left me feeling a foot tall. She embodied every desirable quality I'd ever wanted. In my mind, I was a peasant before a queen. And so Susan Glenn and I were never a thing. If I could do it again, I'd do it differently. I've never seen that before. No. Yay. No, no, that's, no. That's... and I love that it was Jack Bauer. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck, that's that's great. No, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. You can so imagine Jack Bauer. He's at the sink and he's thinking about Susan Glenn, and then he goes off and kills someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has the worst day of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh well, please watch it again after um after today. It's uh, it's well worth a couple of watches. Yeah, it it feels like that where there is a lot of um like li little things that are that that are hidden around it that you you'll have to watch them multiple times to kind of get the full picture. Um, a lot of craft gone into that. Yeah, uh, a, the, a lot the of color treatment. Yeah, it's like an Instagram filter from you know the early days of Instagram. Um. <laughs> And then like a weird combination of fonts um, at the end, on the end frame. But is it, what got me to what, what what stood out to me when I was watching it is obviously his voice is just it's just velvet it's it's, it's lovely. Um, but there's he kept saying Susan Glenn as in like not just Susan but it was Susan Glenn and and uh, it, that 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 kind of stood out and then it all came together at the the lockup. When uh, when it says fear no Susan Glenn, I thought that would, I thought it was just really really nicely done. Well, I think the the lockup, like you say, I think it's interesting that it ends with fear no Susan Glenn because it's a it's a campaign end line. It's not a brand slogan, so it is mm. just specific for this ad. Mm. Um, it's it's just it just makes it all very special. Yeah, it's it's a uh, surprising now. I have never seen that before. Shane, have you ever seen that before? No. No, no, and I'm just I'm, 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 I'm. You're right. It does need a couple of watches because I'm like, even from a craft production perspective, using the kind of uh, exaggerated makeup and bringing stuff to life with the earthquake and crack, like all that. I'm like, I'm still processing that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but also, it makes sense because if he's he's thinking back, he's imagining this, and everything can be whatever the fuck you want it to be or as serious or as not serious as you want it to be when you imagine something. Um, but I just think it's, and it kind of probably leans into her in his mind. This She's this spectacle. She's this big event that maybe she mightn't have even known him. <laughs> you know what I mean? She mightn't have known his name. <laughs> and it's just to him, it's such a big fucking deal. And I love the, I love the little misdirect at the start with the cheerleaders walking towards the camera. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then instantly yeah. after they do that reveal, then you get the two superhero versions and then you get Susan Glenn. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love but that. I don't, know, I don't know if you saw and you'll see it when you watch it again. So those two in the misdirect, they're then later in the cinema and they're the zombies um that he's now saying that he you know everything else sort of falls apart around him because he's only got eyes for her so you see them again a bit later yeah ah yeah there's so many layers to this it's, yeah it's, it's yeah. class 
And then the fact that he is Jack Bauer as a grown man at the end, because, you know, at first you're just like, oh, this is a voiceover. I get it. And then it is an older man. And he is still thinking about Susan Glenn from his school days. And it's it's quite different from the Lynx ads or the Axe ads that that you would be used to, you know, the spray more, get more type of uh, lad Mm. Maggie type of culture that they, they, they kind of lived in for a good while. This is. This is very obviously not that, um, yeah. but it it also works really well for, for the brand, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a funny it's, juxtaposition. It's totally different. It's yeah, it's like a 180. It's just fab. I think I think it kind of really does like tap into that kind of maturity of younger men are about what they can get. And then older men just reminisce on what they didn't do, like what they didn't get or what they didn't do. And I think that's a really yeah. nice juxtaposition of even tonally having this ad be so different to all that stuff that they do where they're targeting 18 year olds or 20 year olds um it's it's accurate you know it's a it's a nice representation of it yeah i think that's really cool i wasn't expecting that to be oh good i'm glad i brought a little surprise to you but in terms of the connection to the brand and the product benefit it's um it's a complete flip on the guy like you said aaron's that the guy is usually the irresistible one because he's wearing the product but this is about a guy needing to wear the product to have the confidence to be irresistible to the irresistible Susan Glenn so it still adds up but it's just mm-hmm. reframed yeah, 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 yeah no, it's, it's really nice and then to tie it into his uh, his Jack Bauer because he's clearly washing blood off his hands we just don't see that off the frame let's just, <laughs> just cut off and, and the hostage yeah. he's got in yeah, the it's actually in the next room yeah he's interrogating someone in that next room <laughs> taking a moment to reminisce yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, now he has the confidence to to go interrogate him. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's brilliant. Dad. Thank you very much for for bringing that one. That's uh, that's one that um, we'll definitely have to revisit uh, and look into uh, again. Um, but we're already at your 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 final ad. So you're going to end on a high. What what are we going to see for our final ad? Okay, so this is it's good um, for KFC by Mother London. Um, so they've been saying finger licking good consistently for about 70 years. And um, are you going to play this one? Yeah, we, let's let's go into it now and then, then, we, then we'll come back to it. delicious that's gorgeous gorgeous piece of copy so i picked that ad to talk about brand consistency um but firstly i should say that it came out uh i don't know two weeks perhaps before the first lockdowns covid lockdowns and so they ended up pulling it because Mm. 
obviously it's encouraging people to lick their fingers, which I get, but I thought was too cautious. And obviously I don't know what the conversations were, but if I was involved in those conversations, I would have really pushed back on the decision because maybe I'm irresponsible, I don't know, but I just think people know the brand enough um, to know that that is what they've always said. And they pulled it because we were always, you know, we were told to wash our hands and keep clean. But if you're licking, your, you're still gonna lick your own fingers during COVID after eating. Mm. I don't know, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. It, <laughs> and it doesn't matter um, for the purpose that, of the conversation. It, that is a good point though, but it, but it was a time where I remember those three weeks uh, when the lockdowns were, were, were put down and brand reaction was like shit we can't we can't even be seen to advertising insurance you know or you yeah, know every product that's nothing related to to that it was just like pull everything because we don't want blowback because we're advertising in a time of crisis is as so i don't know if that was maybe played into that decision as well as the the hygiene element yeah i think you're absolutely right i think obviously no one knew what to do about anything um at the start of covid um but from a brand point of view i found it was the brands who had the strongest identity were the ones that were still able to be present mm -hmm. in our world um without going against their values or offending their audience because they've been consistent to who they are and how they talk and how they behave for decades. Mm. Yeah. Like if you remember the Nike ad that said something like, uh, play inside, play for the world. Oh, I can't remember. Oh no, if you've ever thought of playing for the world, now's your chance, play inside, play for the world, to keep to make people stay in. And I just thought, apart from the play inside bit, that ad could have run on any day in any situation. And that mm. is what I want from a brand and their consistency and commitment to their identity. And which I guess brings us on to um, why I've picked the KFC ad, regardless of COVID. Um, so the reason I like this ad so much is because it's what all brands should aspire to, a brand asset. And this brings us back around to talking about the importance of copy and tone of voice that we were talking about at the start. Um, yeah, a brand asset that's so famous because a brand has used it for so long that it's even recognised when all other assets are missing. And that's what we should want for a tone of voice, to, yeah. for a brand to be recognised by how it talks and the words that it uses. And a brand can only make that happen if they use that tone of voice consistently in everything, everywhere. There's no way that ad would have meant anything to anyone if they hadn't been saying it's finger licking good for so long. Mm. Um, and and it's a really there's a really easy way of being consistent in everything, everywhere, is to find words and phrases typical for the brand. So like I was saying, Lego with build, um, and Disney with magic. So even when we can't get our tone of voice right, for whatever reason, maybe we're reacting quickly to something, we can always use assets. Our audience will always connect back to us. And I guess that's why, do you remember the um, the Oreo tweet during the Super Bowl about mm -hmm. 10 years ago? You, you, you can dunk in the dark. There was, a, there was a power cut. And so they went onto Twitter and said, you can still dunk in the dark. And just by having dunk in there, which is an Oreo word, they were able to get a line out so quickly that was on brand immediately. And they didn't have to go through rounds and rounds of approval and reviews. It, it just having your own brand word, I think I already said it, is just a shortcut to brand consistency. I think uh, I think that tweet alone uh, was 
was responsible for the world the word war room uh being being bandied about in social agencies around the world yeah but you know what I've, I've read a lot about that um that that post and the i think it was the ceo of the agency who who created that tweet at the time she said it actually wasn't an in the moment i mean it obviously wasn't in the moment reaction but it, they've been working on the brand for two years. So they were, mm. they knew the brand. They knew how to talk about it. They were trusted to be able to talk about it in an on-brand way because they already lived and breathed it. Mm. So you can't do that when you're just winging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they were the brand, essentially. It was part of their own personalities that they could just throw it, turn it on and throw it out whenever they needed. Exactly. And I didn't mean to say winging it whilst talking about KFC. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, the... I, 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 Shane, Shane knows this. Uh, I have a, a big penchant for using classical music with lovely visuals, and this is a, this is a beautifully, uh, a beautiful example of of that done. The edit is in is in a nice time and 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 a flow with it, um, and I I just think the visuals work so well, even though they're just mid and close up shots of people licking their hands. Uh, you don't even see them eating. You know, you know that's already happened. Ha- yeah. happened, which is which is great. Maybe that was the problem with COVID. You don't see them eating. You just see them licking their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and probably maybe the you bit needed. Where... Maybe you needed the food for the context. And there's there's a there's one where uh, uh, someone else licks someone else's fingers. That was that was definitely a red flag <laughs> for, for 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 the COVID uh, COVID running of it. But a couple of weeks ago, we've had we had. Um, uh, the legendary Bob Hoffman on, uh, and he brought the McDonald's uh, arches uh, campaign where uh, 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 where the, the directional signage one. using yeah. just segments of the, of the arches on it, and we talked about brand consistency and the fact that you can do that because you have that that uh, that that legacy built up that that the hard yards are, are are done, and as you mentioned, that's at that's exactly it here. And, and and what even got me was you don't even need the end shot you don't even need the it's and then the visual of the finger licking then good like that could work as a five second social post just mm. just an image of someone licking the fingers and you'd know instantly without any colors any logo what that is for and i just think that is that's the mecca that's that's where you want to be absolutely you're right um i really do want some fried chicken at past <laughs> 10. i don't think they have kfc in mayo do they <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny like this is this is definitely not something we should talk about in the podcast but my, my dad's a, a diabetic and he's really kind of he's really good with his food choices and like very plain food uh but my sister was going to, to college up the country so he used to drop her up and it'd be like a two and a half hour journey and the the one kfc on the western half of ireland was on that route so he became obsessed with kfc so like that would be his thing when he's dropping her off but he would take all the good stuff off the chicken and just eat the plain chicken. So the reason you'd go to KFC, <laughs> he wouldn't even be eating it. That, and that, that's all I can think of. You should have just bought him KFC the actual out. KFC, like accoutrement, and just do it at home, boil some chicken for him. Like, there you go, Dad. There's your brand experience. That's the same. It's the ritual. Yeah, it's, it's the ritual. The ritual. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, that's, that's a beautiful lad. That, that did deserve a little, little yeah, bit more gorgeous. light. It's absolutely gorgeous. Then it got, in, in, in fairness, um, and is is there a part of it that that you love is the fact that they didn't actually say finger licking anywhere, 
it was just like that that lockup where they have the then the action and then the good that's that's confidence right there yeah it's just the fact that they've been able to replace two words with an action mm. and i can't think of any other brand that has done that off the top of my head yeah and they lose yeah. nothing do you know what I mean? They replace uh, and yeah. lose nothing. <laughs> if anything, they're just showing off yeah, to other brands. They really are. <laughs> Look yes. how cool we are. Yeah. Our, our slogan is so well known, we can play with it and everyone still knows what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, such a Hats flex. off to, to, yeah. to Mother uh, Mother London, wasn't it, for, for, for that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. And just on that, and I said they've, they've played with their slogan. They haven't removed any of it. They've still kept it as it mm-hmm. is. So I'm quite conscious of brands playing with slogans and logos and things i mean when you know when, if there'd be if it'd be an obvious missed opportunity uh then that would be you know do it but otherwise don't play with your slogans and logos and things because you've paid a lot of money for them and you don't get to make an ad like this if you mess around with them because mm. then people stop recognizing them but you know there's a still speaking about fast food chains, McDonald's um, opened a restaurant in Leuven in Belgium a couple of years ago and their teaser billboard was, I'm loving it. And I mean, that just would have been such a missed opportunity if they hadn't have used it. It was, yeah. it's just beautiful. So yeah, if it's right there, use it. But if not, and people won't get it, leave it alone. Yeah, that's uh, sage advice. Um, Vicky, thank you so much for those ads. They're, they're a brilliant addition to... Uh, to the uh, I love that ad uh, podcast uh, archives um and uh, yeah can't believe I hadn't seen some before so that w- that w- that was great um so can you can you tell us people uh, want to get in touch they're they're converted to the world of 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 you know looking after the brand assets they want some great copy how can they get in touch with you or is there any initiatives that you're running that you want to give a shout out to uh, so I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I work mostly with entertainment brands. Uh, so right now, I mentioned before, I'm working with IMAX and uh, I'm also working with FIFA and ITV. So I love doing TV and mass fan things. Um, but in terms of um, stuff to promote, uh, I run a uh, I created a hashtag copywriters unite and it was to connect, uh, connect copywriters around the world and it turned into a meeting up in real life so there is um, a meetup in Leeds coming up and one in Paris uh, where it's just informal drinks in a pub for copywriters to get together and commiserate and celebrate and find work and partners and colleagues and clients so um, yeah look out for those if you'd like to uh, meet copywriters. Amazing. That's brilliant. Well, you're going to have to bring one to uh, to Dublin soon, uh, and the copywriters unite there uh, and get uh, expand the international reach of it. Uh, in fairness, that that that'll be that'll be great. Um, Vicky, thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast. It's been uh, it's been a real honor to have have you on and uh, uh, absolutely blast uh, going through those ads. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, for anyone who is listening and wants to see the ads, go to workwithfull.e forward slash podcast where you can see them in all their glory there but until next time goodbye i love that ad is proudly sponsored by irs plus the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions if you have a media brief you need to speak to irs plus go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more